You're listening to Chewing the Fat On Demand. Welcome to it. Happy Friday. Happy Fat Pile Friday. Before we get to uh, before we get to the fat pile, we've got some headlines to get to for you just to kind of get you through the weekend, let you know what's going on. Comedian Kevin Hart dropped out as the Oscars host. You know, uh, I offered to be the host uh, yesterday, and then we realized that Kevin Hart had accepted. And so I, I backed out, and then, of course, he drops out again. They get... So I'm ready for you. I'm waiting for you to direct message me. I I tweeted them. Just waiting for them to direct message. I mean, if they're looking for a host, I'm here for you. Uh, Nissan hit with another recall. Carmaker announced it would bring back another 150,000 cars in Japan as a result of improper inspections. Man, they are in trouble. If it's not the airbags, it's improper inspections. This issue... Uh, forced so far has uh, forced the company to recall more than one million cars in Japan since last October. Amazing. Amazon eyes check out free stories at airports, free stores at airports. Okay, nice. Reuters has reported online retail giant is in talks to bring Amazon Go to several major U.S. transit hubs. The store will allow customers to scan their phones on entry, select items, have their cards billed after they leave. I mean, that's the way we should be flying. Right there, at the airports. This is kind of, uh, well, it's not scary if you're not a drug dealer. Your vacuum cleaner uh, could be spying on you. Uh, the, The U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration is hiding surveillance cameras in vacuums to assist in some investigations. They've got some paperwork that showed how they had uh, uh, made it okay and got the go-ahead to uh, put cameras in vacuum cleaners of some of the drug dealers. Yeah, so not only that, but we've got cameras in the cars, we've got cameras in the street lights, we've got cameras in the windows, we're, we've got the cameras in the TVs. That's not enough. That's not enough. We need cameras in the vacuum cleaners. Duh. <laughs> how else are you going to check on it? Amazing. Uh Coyote Armor. Here's a, this is a million dollar idea for you. Coyote Armor keeps dogs looking fierce. The Mohawk of Spikes could help curb a recent spat in canine casualties caused by coyotes. So coyotes around the prowl, around the country, as a matter of fact, and uh, dogs are being attacked. So they're building armor that you can put on your dogs so that it scares the coyotes. <laughs> Good luck. China's uh, journey to the moon. Uh, we've been there. We've done that. Uh, boring. Uh, the uh, launch is going to be uh, Saturday from the uh, Satellite Launch Center. I'm not going to try to pronounce the name. It's the Chi uh, Cheng. I think it's Chi Cheng. Chi Cheng Satellite Launch Center. It's, uh, so they're going to have a 27-day flight for a first-ever attempt to send a lander and rover to the far side of the moon. (sighs) We're going to Mars. Mark Cuban and his partner sold Landmark Theaters, uh, the nation's largest cinema chain for uh, independent movies, to uh, real estate mogul Charles Cohen. And that's been for sale. So good luck. I thought uh, Amazon and Netflix were in the hunt for that. And uh, I was looking forward to uh, 
Amazon and Netflix purchasing those, so you, maybe they could release their own theaters. Remember, we talked about them buying theaters and releasing their own movies to the theaters, and then you'd be able, I mean, it was just a good idea. I don't know why they... Netflix, Amazon. You guys obviously don't know what you're doing. You have no idea what you're doing. You're only making billions of dollars a year. Call me. I'm willing to help. <laughs> I mean, they have a pretty good idea on how to run their businesses. There's no doubt about that. I just thought it would be a good idea for them. Um, and Facebook, you know, I'm trying to give Facebook the benefit of the doubt, but this story, emails sent between Facebook executives were published by the UK Parliament. Uh, they suggested Facebook leveraged access to the data of its users to get other companies to buy ads on its platform. And we know that to be true. We know that to be true here. Some members of the UK Parliament took a quick time out from arguing about Brexit, which that whole Brexit deal, I, we, we might have to talk about that at some point, but. I don't really like doing that on Chewing the Fat because it gets, I don't know, boring. Uh, They went through a digital pile of internal Facebook documents from 2012 to 2015. And the story of how Zuck's inbox ended up in the hands of British lawmakers is a newsletter in and of itself. But the parliament said a sergeant at arms... (laughs) Parliament sent a sergeant at arms to order the founder of the U.S. software company to hand over docs while he was in London. Sound familiar? We just arrested, we had Canada arrest the China CEO in Canada, and she's going to be extradited here. Now, uh, Great Britain, United Kingdom is, uh, you know, go ahead and uh, doing things to our people in their countries. It's getting ugly. But I kind of understand it with Facebook. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. Emails showing Facebook gave some companies, Netflix, Lyft, and Airbnb, special access to personal user data while using limits on access to the same user data to squash potential customers. Amazing. In 2013, a Facebook employee asked permission to block some data access for Vine. Remember Vine, the short-form video service Twitter had just launched? Mark Zuckerberg's email response. Yup, go for it. I mean, amazing. Now, Facebook, of course, said documents are only a part of the story and are presented in a way that's very misleading without additional context. Really, what's the additional context? That you were charging less uh, for the companies to advertise? I mean, like, say, let's say here in America, we know they we know they did this and probably are still doing it. Um, I have a Facebook account, and I say I pay them to boost my posts, okay? I pay them money to boost my posts so more people who are not who didn't haven't liked my page, but are similar, will see my posts. Okay, say and that's I would do that. Say for chewing the fat, I have not done that, but I could do that. Now, what Facebook would do then would be to limit my access, my reach, and limit the reach that I already have, 
and make me buy more to boost my reach more. But they're limiting my, it's agonizing. Agonizing. Uh, and this this story I'm doing just for Chris Cruz. Uh, this is just for Chris Cruz. All right? uh, the latest attempt at a comeback, uh, Movie Pass 2018. April 2000, here's the history of Movie Pass. That I know, and I know Chris is a big Movie Pass fan. Do you even use it anymore? Oh, no, I got my refund. They gave me a refund oh, for they my did? yearly. Oh, yeah. Okay. So in April 2018, an auditor for MoviePass parent company uh, Helios and uh, Matheson, Matheson Analytics says there's substantial doubt MoviePass can survive. This is in April of this year. In June, MoviePass hits 3 million paid subscribers, in which of which you were one, right, in June? Yeah, I was a yearly annual member, yeah. Okay. In July, a month later, MoviePass weathers a service outage. Right and borrows five million to keep the lights on. Remember when they borrowed money? That really hurt them. Because when that news got out, it made it seem like they didn't have any money to work. Businesses borrow money all the time to 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 make payroll because they know they have uh, they know they have money coming in from another deal, but they have to make payroll now and they have to buy more product now. So they borrow money to get this product now because they're waiting on this money to come in. They do it all the time. But when that news got out for MoviePass, it was like, ooh, they got no money and they're going broke. <laughs> so in October, uh, they announced plans to spin off MoviePass after shares fall. Uh, they fall, fell 100%. I mean, they were down Yeah, to shares were like four pennies. Yeah. And they stopped like trading or buying or selling. And so good luck. Uh, you know, the change is coming. They think it will work. They think they have a plan to work, but I don't know that they can win the hearts and minds of people again. No, they, they, that's dead. They should just let it die and someone should create something new. Like Blockbuster, dead, Netflix. I it's thought time. it was, I thought actually it was a good idea. No, it was a great idea, but they started jerking off like people. It didn't it's, work, right? It, 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 it just, and Glenn even talked to them on air. I yeah, remember that yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah. It was a great, it was a great yeah. idea. But the problem was they started making restrictions and people don't like restrictions. And that's when I bailed out when they said, so the, the rollout was if you are a monthly subscriber, you can only watch three movies, four movies a month. But if you got your yearly pass the year before, you were good grandfather and you could watch as many movies as you want. Right. That was the cool part of the original deal, right? That you was could, the original yeah, deal. You, could yes. watch, you couldn't watch the, uh, the same movie and over and over again, right? You couldn't watch the same movie over and over again. Right, but you, you couldn't. No, just the original deal. You could watch movie. the same movie ten times. It did not matter. You could go back and watch the same. Because I watched um, Avengers by myself. Then I went back again with Milo. Then I watched Black Panther by myself, and then I went again with Milo. Okay. So the original deal, you could watch anything as you want, but it will lock for twenty four hours. So if I watch a movie today, I could not go back into tomorrow. You know, twenty four hours later. Twenty four hours. But later. it could be any yeah. movie. That's fascinating. I don't know why it didn't. I'm not sure. I, well, I do know why it worked. But one of the things, one of the problems is, is the, the movie theaters didn't like it. And uh, I, I don't know that it was. I don't know that the the payment plan worked. No, it didn't work either. No, it was more like a socialist mentality where they 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 just wanted everybody's money, and then. A they certain people will get it, blah, blah, blah. Well, what they were hoping for was almost like a, uh, a pyramid scheme. Yes. So they took your yes. money and they were hoping that you would say uh, you would go to see one movie this month instead of 10. 
and the other guy would go see four instead of ten, and that would make up for the guy that saw ten. Well, and then by the way, when they when I was using it, they were losing money with me because I kid you not, every weekend I was going watching a movie on Friday and a movie on Sunday. Absolutely. And I almost sometimes it for when that. I was sorry, Glenn, but when I was bored at work, I just went to watch a movie and then came back later because yeah. I didn't want to be here. So I was watching a minimum of three to four movies. Don't be sorry. For and that. I know this is not allowed to, but I don't have a plan with them, and I don't, you know, expect going back to them. But I let other people use my card. See, that's a problem. That's a problem. Is it? Yes. Yes, it is. That's a problem. They, I know. They should have. I know, they should I know. have. No. If you were, look, it's not a crime if you get away with it, right? Okay, good. But if they should not have allowed that. Absolutely. They should not, that should not have been allowed. There should and it have wasn't been a allowed. It was, so the way it was supposed to work was whenever um, you go to a movie theater, the attendant was supposed to check ID to the card, but they never did. So people were just, you know, here, go watch a movie. I don't want to watch it. Go right ahead. Or I already watched it like I did. You could use my movie pass. It's fine. Because he said it in the card. In the card, it said, you must verify. I never want to hear you complain about the fall of MoviePass again. Not one time do I want to hear you. Turn your mic off. I am sick of hearing you talk about the fail of MoviePass and how mad you are at them when you were part of the problem. Oh, we are. Not one. Not one word from you about MoviePass again. Kind of good news coming from McDonald's. Um, they are now going to have cheesy bacon fries. Mm, I don't know. The pictures look good. But you know how pictures look good and then the actual product isn't? I think we might be there. You never know, though. They're rolling out the cheesy bacon fries next year. So uh, you have something to look forward to coming from McDonald's, right? Hey, uh, yesterday we talked about uh, Golden Globes being uh, being announced, the nominations. Uh, also, uh, the Grammys nominations were out today. If you'd like to know what's uh, wrong with the Grammys, um I went to look to see, I wanted to see the nominations of the Grammys, and the nominations for the 61st Grammy Awards, find out who's been nominated in each of the 84 categories below. Wow. I mean, why don't we just say every musician that's made some music wins? I want to thank those of you who have... uh, who have helped in uh, subscribing and rating and reviewing the podcast. Uh, I have given you uh, an easy way to save you time. Uh, you can uh, buy, you subscribe, and then, of course, you rate and review. And I know you're busy, so I like to, you know, I've just helped you out. All you have to do is just rate it 20 stars and uh, review it best podcast ever, and you're good, and we're done. And uh, but it helps us, uh, you know, other people notice that uh, – 
that were out there into the podcast world. So uh, this particular uh, Ruger 461 uh, did his best or her best. So great. 20 stars. Best podcast ever. Uh, In parentheses. Sorry. Rest of the Blaze crew. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That means an awful lot. Um, Lily Maymay, she uh, or he, um, eh, it's all right. I mean, I can't win them all, I guess. But, you know, thanks for going out of your way to at least, you know, at least, at least review it. Appreciate it. It means, it means a lot to me. Eh, it's all right. I mean, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, let's get to the fat pile. All right, top of the top of the fat pile today. A New Jersey uh, radio talk show host is uh, got people all wound up because uh, she uh, she did an op-ed called uh, "NJ's Move Over Law: Dead Cop Make Bad Laws." which takes issue with the legislation requiring motorists to move into lanes not adjacent to emergency vehicles on road shoulders or to slow down. Uh, Judy Franco uh, wrote, it's a silly law. Duh, no one is going to deliberately run over someone on the side of the road. If you can move over safely, you probably will, but it's not always safe to do. Uh, Problem is, uh, Judy, that's not true. Okay. Um, police officers get hit all the time and there are plenty of laws even on the books that are, I realize that even with the law, it still is a problem. I got it. But in Texas, uh, you're supposed to slow down to 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. So, you know, example, if the speed limit is uh, 10 miles an hour, you're supposed to be going negative 10. Just that simple. But you're supposed to move away from the lane that they that they have cars pulled over. Now, they also extended that here in Texas to uh, to text dot workers. I'm not slowing down for them. Get out of, get out of my way. Of course, you're slowing down for them. I remember when I got pulled over the last time I got pulled over by the police officer. Uh, it was about a year ago now. Remember, because I had the Santa, I was had the Santa Claus suit in the front seat, and he was not giving me a ticket for the Santa Claus suit. Are uh, you going to play Santa Claus? Yeah, okay, go ahead. But he was talking to me, and cars were not slowing down. They were flying by. And I asked him, aren't they supposed to slow down and get over? And he said, yes, but they rarely do. And he told me that he had been hit twice. Twice. So I got news for you, uh, Judy Franco in uh, New Jersey. For WKXWFM, it's not a silly law. If uh, I realize that people probably, you know, a, a large percentage won't follow the law, but at least if there's a law, many people will, and uh, maybe we'll save some lives. As we move on to the fat pile, Canada, uh, budding cannabis industry. Seen rapid growth this past year. I mean, they are they are growing. They made it legal. The the industry is just huge on fire in Canada, 
and um, why they're asking. They need workers. They need all kinds of help. Why don't we just let the caravan from Central America just keep right on going up into Canada? Just build them the old, the old highway, the old lost highway, the old, the old caravan highway. We'll really, we'll rename, we'll rename highways that take you direct from the Mexico Texas border right to Canada. The old cannabis, I mean caravan highway, and let just let's just take them right on up there, and they can work in Canada. I like it. I like it a lot. And it creates jobs here in America because while they're traveling along the old cannabis caravan highway from Texas to Canada, we can, you know, have places where they can stop, get food, get drinks, and not for free. <laughs> no way we're doing that for free, my friends. No way. Okay. Uh, in Syracuse, you know how they have trouble collecting taxes in cities and they get so, you know, they get so angry and people haven't been paying property tax and they don't know what to do. Well, Syracuse has found a way to motivate uh, residents to pay their back taxes. The city officials handwritten notes. It's so special. The idea stemmed from an experiment uh, on late tax payments in which the city of Syracuse partnered with researchers at Syracuse University, and they wrote and signed thousands of notes by hand rather than sending the standard, hey, pay us money or go to jail letters. The result was the city collecting nearly $1.5 million more than it predicted. That's pretty amazing. People actually opened the letter up and thought, oh, does, does the mayor want me to pay? All right. Okay, I'll pay. No problem. These two stories kind of go hand in hand. Uh, you know, the Chinese government uh, has postponed plans to loosen its ban on the trade of tiger bones and rhino horn following an outcry from all the conservationists. Uh, the government said it would allow animal parts to be used for scientific, medical, and cultural purposes. We talked about it here. Uh, on chewing the fat when they first did that but now they're saying ah no 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 hold on hold on hold on we'll we won't do that that's fine no problem we'll just we'll just let it be okay we'll just postpone we'll do some more studies we'll be good now the fda warns men dangerous rhino sexual enhancement product caused prolonged erections and chest pains. Um, I'm not really sh- I guess they're due to a spike in people suffering uh, health problems. Uh, they want people to be warned about this. But just know that part of what you're taking the rhino sexual enhancement for is the prolonged time spent erecting the agency said in a statement that it noted a rise in reported health issues associated with the so-called male enhancement products sold under variations of the name rhino 
Products are generally sold in single servings, carry titles such as Platinum Rhino 25,000, <laughs> Crazy Rhino 25,000, and Gold Rhino 25,000. The Platinum is what you want. Gold and Crazy, that's just, uh, those are, that's just silly. The Platinum is what you want. <laughs> So just be careful out there, okay? If you've got some kind of health issue and you're thinking to yourself, I got I to gotta do some Platinum Rhino 25,000 or some Crazy Rhino 25,000 or some Gold Rhino 25,000, beware. It may cause some chest pains or it may cause prolonged erectile issues. Maybe that's what you want when you take the Platinum Rhino 25,000. But just know the FDA is warning you that it could be prolonged because of the Platinum Rhino 25,000. All right, the most powerful women in the world. The most powerful women in the world. Forbes, you know, this is the time of year for the the list of who makes the most money, who's the most powerful, who's most influential. So, of course, Forbes has their world's 100 most powerful women 2018 list. Now, coming in at number 24, Ivanka Trump. Just uh, one spot behind the old queen herself at number 23, Queen Elizabeth. Where is Melania on this list, you ask? Melania Trump. Let's keep going. Uh, Melania Trump uh, is uh, nowhere. The first lady of the United States of America. Nowhere on that list. Stop it. I know that you're pretending that you think that Ivanka is the... uh, you know, is the is the first lady. She pretends to be the first lady. Stop it. She's not. Now, at number 79, Serena Williams. Number 68, Taylor Swift. Number 50 on the most powerful women list, Beyonce. I would say that's that's pretty low. For Beyonce, I mean, she has a lot of weight, man. She pulls a lot of weight. She can uh, she can move the crowd in a direction she wants it to go, uh, which is more than you can say for Oprah these days. And Oprah is at twenty. I think we need to switch those around. Oprah and uh, Beyonce should be switched. So you have Ivanka at twenty four, Queen Elizabeth at twenty three, uh, Sotomayor. RG, stop it. They just have the Supreme Court all under 19. They just have Supreme Court uh, all under one number. Is that what they did, Chris? Is that what they did? They just put the Supreme Court under one number? Yeah, they, they just put the Supreme Court okay, under one. It was so funny. That's what I thought. Yeah, they just put, they got Sotomayor and you have RG3 and uh, what's her face? Sotomayor? No, the RGB? other one. RGB? The other one. Paul Bart? Who? Paul Bart. She looks like Paul Blart. I don't know her real name, but I call she her Paul Bart. She doesn't look Bart. like Plart. 
You can't be calling Supreme Court Justice Paul Blart. Yes, Blart's. I can. No, Her name is can. Paul Blart Sotomayor in RGB. Done. Move on from the story. Oh, I'm not going to. I can't remember her name, but we're going to find out who it is. I'll tell you that. It's Paul Blart. You can turn your mic off now. Oh, yeah, Kagan. Elena Kagan. Oh, yeah, Elena Kagan. <laughs> and number one, or number two, you have uh, Theresa May from uh, the United Kingdom. And number one, coming in at number one, you've got Angela Merkel from Germany. And those two are, she's on her way out. And May is on her way out. With this Brexit deal, she's throwing the United Kingdom right under the bus. Good luck her being around much longer. For sure, Oprah and Beyonce need to turn it around. And no Belania on this list. I mean, Forbes. Perhaps you do need to reissue your, your list for 2018. That'd be nice. So we get off news and why it matters. This is crazy and um, John Stinson <clears throat> from Operation Barbecue Relief, who uh, I was joking around with last week when he was here for Mercury One, uh, saying that, uh, yo, where's my sausage? Brings by sausage and pulled pork today from Operation Barbecue Relief. And it is delicious. Thank you, John. Absolutely. Mm. It is so good. Now, uh, I, for some reason, Pat Gray stuck around. <laughs> I just haven't said enough today, you know? There's two trays here. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm willing to share, I guess. Have a little. Well, whether you're willing to (laughs) share or not kind of isn't the point since you are sharing currently uh, because I'm just taking it. It is so good. Now, listen, we've talked talked to you guys about uh, the work that you do with Mercury One and with yourselves uh, helping people who are in... uh, who are in... uh, Damage areas, whether it be hurricane, floods, uh, whatever the storm is. Um, how many of where, where, what are you guys doing? Where are you at now? I mean, how many people have you actually served and helped with Operation Barbecue Relief? The last published number that I have um, seen is just under 3 million. It's 2.9 million mills. Wow. Since, uh, June, uh, pardon me, May of 2011. That is fantastic. Now, what I really want to know is how to cook this stuff at home, how, like you. How to cook is it at it home? Is it possible to make this at home? I mean, how do you make the how do you make the the pork ready to be pulled off and eaten as good as this is? It's it's not a very hard process. Um, you you find a good rub, generally one that has the right points for a pork. Uh, you want the right amount of savory, the right amount of sweet. Um, and whatever other ingredients you want to put in the, the rub, the dry rub for it. Um, a lot so of it's just a matter of taste. Exactly. Um, I generally try to stay more towards the keep it simple method. Let the meat speak. Let the smoke. Let the, the time you put into it really bring out the flavor. Um, but establish your base fire, your, um, your coals. Add your wood as you need for flavor. Uh, but maintaining the right temperature is probably the most crucial aspect of cooking. So, when you uh, when you cook for uh, how many you have how many cooks do you have for Operation of Barbecue Relief? Because you guys, I, last time you were here, you were telling me that you've got award winning barbecue guys. Absolutely. And so you're doing Operation Barbecue Relief out of the goodness of your heart. But so when do you have the opportunity to take your show on the road? There are different competitions that we 
do go and try. Um, my biggest competition annually is the uh, Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Uh, that is mm. the world champion cook-off, world championship cook-off uh, that they host as the kickoff event to the Houston Stock Show and Rodeo. Right. Um, that is one of the top prestigious cook-offs in the U.S. It ranks up there with Memphis and May or the Jack, uh, the American Royal type events. I mean, it's, it's bigger than the Jack because um, normally I, you know, I, mean, I show up for the Jack. Yeah, don't but, you compete in the Jack? Yeah, usually. Much every but if year. Houston's bigger, yeah. I mean. I used to perform in the Steve, and then I went to the Bob for a while, but the Jack. The Jack is the one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but, it's not bigger than the Jack, but it's it's on par. It's, okay. it's probably a little Good. bit smaller. We I think there are six or 700 entrants into the Houston uh, cook-off. You do that for operation or yourself? You have your own. I uh, do it for job. both. Uh, we do it for a local charity that I'm a pitmaster for, but I also we also as that charity support Operation Barbecue Relief, um, especially since I am part of Operation right, Barbecue both. Relief right. as well. Being the not just a, a volunteer, I'm the co-state lead for Texas for Operation Barbecue Relief. Nice. So, um, John, today we have pulled pork, and for those of you uh, listening on uh, chewing the fat. We are literally chewing the fat today, so you're welcome. Uh, you have pulled pork. I've got the the regular sausage, and I have some venison sausage. And you uh, you said the venison sausage has cheese in it. Yes, sir. Jalapeno so and cheese. Do you like when you feed the deer out in the wild? Do they, you feed them cheese? That's how you get cheese in the venison. Or? I've tried. They they just they they won't touch it. So I mean, how do you how do you get the cheese in the uh, it's the sausage? I, I cheat. I take it to a uh, processing uh, local processor that that will do the different grinds, the different really good stuff. Mm-hmm. They, really good. They do an amazing job, and I pay them for it. <laughs> it's a lot of trouble to to grind and make your own sausage. So when you're you say the temperature is most important. So I mean, do you know how many logs it takes to keep on the fire? Are you burning gas? Are you using wood? What's the most important way to keep the temperature strong? Uh, one of the, the the best things to do is not look at your product. If you're opening the lid or mm. the top to your smoker, you're losing a lot of heat, and it takes time to recover that. Uh, using a good thermometer to maintain your temperature, to view your temperature inside. Um, establish a base as you notice your temperature start reducing uh, before it falls off quickly. That's when you'll add another right. another log or another chunk of wood. Um, I don't like to cook with gas. Um, there's not as much flavor there. Um, I will generally use uh, charcoal, a good lump coal as a base just to get a good base of coals. And then add logs and wood chunk to that to, to make. What kind of wood do you use? Does it matter? It does. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is pecan, followed mm. by hickory, depending okay. on the availability of it. And uh, it does make a difference. Absolutely, it it changes the entire flavor profile of wow. the cut of meat. Wow. Now you use um, uh, coal. Do you do you have a, a solar panel cook as well? Because. <laughs> Nasty coal, man. Mm. We haven't found a way to uh, harness solar energy yet for <laughs> running a smoker. That's a million-dollar idea for you. Mm-hmm. We, we, the thought came up last week. How can we run the OBR trailers, solar panels? There's and, not a lot of and that's, that's The thought was, how can we do it? We can't. Move on. <laughs> right. 
So what's up next for uh, Operation Barbecue Relief? Uh, currently, down here in Texas, the um, IBCA, which is the International Barbecue Cookers Association, has partnered with or is working with OBR, where there will be a trailer going around to different events. Uh, it's kind of a fill the trailer type of thing. There is a list of items that OBR always needs, consumables. Uh, you see here these, these pans, they can't really see. But these pans, we go through a tremendous amount of these pans as we produce meals. Oh, yeah. Um, Styrofoam containers for serving dinners. Absolutely. Clamshells, yeah. uh, aluminum foil, gloves, things like that, just consumables that we're, we're able to go around and people are able to to donate these things directly to OBR. Right. Um, other than that, I, there's... Just hoping there's not a disaster to go to? That, yes, absolutely. There... Um, there's some new things that, that will be coming out and announced uh, via Facebook or Twitter uh, from from Stan and from the executive team. Um, Great. Just, just things that are going on. Okay. Uh, John Stinson, Operation Barbecue Relief. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. And look, it was okay. You didn't need to do this, but. I felt bad. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, I don't want to make you feel bad again, but, you know, you guys also do turkey. and. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Turkey in the last couple times you've been here. Is all I'm saying. Huh. Thanks That's for coming, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John Stinson from Operation Barbecue Relief. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And what a nice man, and what a great, great deal they do. It's uh, fantastic. I know. You know, we teased about the turkey, and of course, you know, like I said, we got off. Uh, you know, recording uh, the news and why it matters today, and uh, you know, I I had him bring me some some food because he felt bad and of course you know pat gray shows up <laughs> whatever i couldn't get rid of the man have a good weekend oh and be prepared for my saturday podcast this week because we're going to give you a chance an opportunity a brand a chance at a brand new elf on the shelf see you then